time it is, man. It's time for Social Media's most imperfect, perfect podcast. Social Media's best kept secret. We are these nuts. I am Infamous. I'm Freaky V. And Hollywood ain't here this week. You know, he's celebrating his, uh, what is what, 35th birthday? So, you know, he in Vegas, you know, spent, spending some racks, you know, hey, hanging out with wifey. So, he not here this episode. So, it's going to be just me and Freaky V this episode, man. And we are... These nuts. Yes, sir. We here, man. Um, as I do at the beginning of each podcast, let me go ahead and break it down to you, man. How you can follow us. Uh, make sure that you follow us on uh Instagram. That'll be these nuts underscore. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. Uh these nuts official. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button on um, you know, on all on, on all your platforms, man. I, Especially on Apple Podcasts. That's where most of our views coming in at. So make sure you go to Apple Podcasts. Make sure you hit the uh the rate button, man. You can rate the podcast and you can drop a comment and let us know what you think about the podcast, man. Also, um Freaky V, let them know how they can get in contact with you, bro. Freaky V on Facebook and Freaky One V on Instagram. Okay. Hey man, um, our uh, our audience is growing slowly but surely, man. It's it's trickling up. Um, I just went and looked at the numbers the other day, man. Uh, uh, our most viewed podcast right now at this point is WAP. Uh, that's the most viewed. Coming in second with uh, No Means No. You know, it's coming in right behind it. Um, uh, we're growing, man. So, with that being said, freaking free, how was your week? Same shit, different day, bro. You know, long as fuck. Long as fuck? Working these long hours, still trying to... I ain't packed not a single thing. But I went house hunting yesterday. Yeah, okay. Well, take me down the street. Uh, Take me down the street. Slow news week. You know, yeah. I mean, um, I saw some places that look good online. (laughs) It was nothing like that when I got there. So I was like, nah, fuck this. Like, if you don't have good curb appeal to me, yes. Like, oh, fuck so, that. You oh, know, oh, so, so, so those one of the things that you got to have curb, curb appeal. Yeah. I mean, especially if I'm, you know, if, if lawn maintenance is included in, mm-hmm. you know, package. Then. Oh, so, oh, so you're trying to move into another uh, uh, developed community like that? That, like, you in already? Yeah, uh, cause you know I gotta have my gated community, bro. I yeah. can't just have niggas rolling up on me. I I can't deal with that shit, you know. So I'll sacrifice something else <laughs> just to have my uh a man guard gate, not that oh. shit where you push in the buttons and ten cars go in after you. Nah. Okay. Uh, so. So. Um, yeah, it was all right. You know, I'm looking for a townhouse. I'm not so, so, for another house. So uh, size, of course. So, so are you moving more out west, or are you coming back east? Like, you know, where you going? You going farther out? You know, your neck of the woods. You know what? I'm not sure. I'm thinking about going down to the damn country and homestead. Really? Yeah. Well, being that you work from home, like being that you work from home now, you know that ain't gonna be no problem, is it? It sure isn't. But what happened if they say, "Hey, man, y'all gotta, hey, we need y'all to come back to the building"? No, because well, they already gave us notice that we'll be working from home permanently. Oh, okay. um, you know, they're close in the building. Okay. So that works out in my benefit, you know. Um, if it wasn't for you, bro, I'd move out of state. 
If it wasn't for me or your move out of state, or for these nuts. Well, aren't you a part of these nuts? Uh, I think so. Last time I checked. Right. Okay, right, right. I mean, you can still move out of state, man. We still can run it now. You know, because I mean, you, but... you, you know, a lot of these podcasts are being done virtually anyway now. You know, people not too much in the same room anymore like that, man, being that this uh, coronavirus thing has uh, hit the way it's hit. So a lot of people ain't really, you know, doing podcasts. It may seem, especially if you only hear the audio, it may seem like they all in a room, but they not. I mean, right. even with, um, what was that, Tom Joyner? And, um, uh, uh, damn, what was the comedian on his show? J. Anthony Brown. J. Anthony right. Brown was in California the whole time. And I think uh, right. um, uh, they were in Atlanta or something like that. You know, right. even with Ricky Smiley. Ricky Smiley be in Miami and the rest of them be everywhere else. So, you know, being that we had the capabilities to move around and do what we want to do now, man, that that shouldn't hinder the growth of the process, uh, the podcast. So if you want to move out of state, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not looking to really move out of state because if I if I check the salary requirements. I'm, I, I mean, you selling your house for 1.2? You so damn dumb. Stop telling people this shit. They're going to rob me. They're going to be pissed off when they get these hot Twitter ass. <laughs> ain't no goddamn hot Twitter now. Not in that a place you a state that you live in. That plush. <laughs> You know, but anyway, man, let's get to the podcast, man. Speaking of you moving, man, uh, let's talk about uh, Florida finally coming up off um, lockdown. We're moving into phase three. What are your thoughts on us moving into phase three where clubs and uh, bars will be able to fill to full capacity? Yeah, I don't um, I, I have mixed emotions. I hate to be a, a straddle the fence type person, you know, but um, I, I'm not in agreement with that. Uh, 100%. Mm-hmm. For only thing I agree with is allowing people to have the capabilities of going back to work. I hate to see people out of a job. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I understand that. You know, sometimes these are a lot of small businesses, and um, you know, this is their livelihood. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I hate to see people down like that. Um, you know, but at the same token, I, I watched uh, some news footage yesterday. Um, and these people, they didn't even have on masks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were not social distancing at all. But I think people are confused when they say operate to full capacity. That don't mean, you know, you standing on top of one another or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's all that I saw. I'm going to be honest with you. Nervous, you know. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, <clears throat> what's the use of going into, like, I, for me, it just don't make no sense. Like, they want you to go into the restaurant with the mask, but as soon as you get inside the restaurant, you're allowed to take the mask off. So right. I'm like, what the, f- like, ain't, like, <laughs> again, who am I? Like, what's the purpose of that? Right. I yeah. understand, because I took, I took the kids to Flanagan's maybe two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had to wear the mask while walking around. If you got to go to the bathroom or mm-hmm. just walking in and walking out. You needed your mask on, but when you were at your table or you're eating or drinking, then you're allowed to take your mask off. At the same time, though, um, you know, they were still at partial capacity, you know, 50%. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you were still, you know, people weren't right up on you or directly in front of you or behind you or whatever. So um, I, I guess I felt pretty safe, you know, but... Um, you know, some of the things that I watched last night, I'm, I'm just like, 
they just like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, we're still a hot spot here mm-hmm. in the state. You know what I mean? Fact. Our numbers are not going down. Fact. So at what point made you really think, you know, and, and, and because the governor is, is one of number 45 boys, I don't trust his ass either. I always feel like it's a hidden objective, um, you know, towards this shit or whatever. I'm not, I'm just not in favor of that. Uh, he's actually forcing the schools as well uh, to make a decision. I, I want to say uh, this week um, as to whether or not, you know, have a, a good reason as to why we're not, you know, uh, mm-hmm. open to full capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I don't think that they're ready. It, it's not, I think, I know they're not. We can't, we can't combat lice and a common cold. You know, how in the hell are you going to be able to recognize that somebody has coronavirus or any of the symptoms thereof in order to you know, say whether or not someone is safe or not to be in school. Okay. You know, but well, for me and mine, I'm keeping mine home. I feel you. you well, know? like for me, I don't have that option. You know what I mean? And um, right. I think it's going to, the uh, the COVID-19 is going to rev up in the next couple of months because now we're entering into regular flu season. Right. You know, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I think uh, uh damn what's the guy's name? Finchy or Flinch or False? What 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 is the dude from CD? Yeah. He said that, you know, he, he feels like, you know, we're gonna have a few a huge setback in the fall. And um I agree because the thing I is agree. you really won't be able to differentiate between the two. Right. You can't because everybody and, and, and then what happens and, then, then, oh. then, then, then what happens if you get both of them? Is that an ultimate fatality for you? Because you're going to mm-hmm. have both viruses. One, both of them attack the uh, respiratory system. So, I mean, how are you going to combat that? If you're going to get the regular flu and you're going to get the COVID-19, like, how how are we supposed to... I, I, I know they give you the flu shot or whatever, and I'm assuming that's... Okay, so I, I guess what I'm asking, will more people take the flu shot now, being that you know, we're getting ready to come back into flu season, and um, will that help? Because I'm a person that I don't take the flu shot. I don't. I really get sick, so I don't take the flu shot. And when I when I used to work in corrections, we had to take the flu shot. It was mandatory. But every time mm-hmm. I took it, it made me sicker. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm just at a point now where I'm like, like, what are we supposed to do? Because you know. That's the, thing crazy. Is, the, the crazy thing about this is we still aren't 100% sure about what this is. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like there, there's so many discoveries regarding this um, illness or disease, so to say that, you know, we're still unsure of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we, we could say, okay, well, if, if you got a cold or a flu, take this and drink plenty of fluids and relax. Uh, you know, in a week you're good. Uh, with the with the flu, you know, get some rest and you know, stay from in front of other people's face or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. um, with this, it, it's taken so many different turns and gone in so many different directions that it's hard to, you know, even pinpoint what exactly this is. So when you don't know when something is, you can't. It's hard to combat it because you're not even you you haven't completed phase one. We haven't even recognized it. 
you know, so you can't fix something that you don't really know 100% what it is. I mean, but I, I do think they understand what it is. I just don't think they know how it's going to uh, be able to be in cahoots with the flu. Like, I think that's going to create a whole nother monster. That's like, you remember Bang off, um, off Batman? Remember, you know, whenever you hit the thing, he gets the superpower and all the extra right. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's the analogy that I make when you got the flu and then just the common flu and you you coupling that with the coronavirus. Oh, I'm virus. Like, right. You're like, that's a super, you know what I mean? We're gonna need the Avengers for this goddamn fight, boy. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? We gonna need yeah. fuck the affinity stones. We're gonna need some help. You know? I don't know. I, I just choose to I'm still I'm not um you know, I'm not going to the movies. Um, and they opening the movies back up. Yeah. The movies I, I are already see. open here. And I know. And yeah, you know, so the seating is of course different. Mm-hmm. Uh but um it they're stating that it's it's like they have an air purifier that's running through the, the air, air um but I'm still not I'm just a little leery of that shit you know it it takes 21 days to create a habit mm-hmm. I'm well over my 21 days for staying at home and being comfortable as fuck you was doing that before though correct correct so you know I didn't every now and then I go to the movies but it wasn't like every weekend I needed to you know, this was my date night. I'm going to the mm. movies. I'm going to a restaurant because I can cook here. I, my TV screen is big enough here to rent yeah. a movie if I want to do that. You know, so. Uh huh. Uh huh. And that 5,500 square foot home that you reside in right. that you trying to sell. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, listen. <laughs> let's just call this shit what it is. Florida's money hungry. That's why the NBA bubbles here. That's why everything's opening back up. It's always been about money. And it's going to always be about money. Now, casualties are going to occur. So it's going to be people that's going to have family members that's going to be passing away from this. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, you know, all I'm saying is this, man. Be safe. Put your mask on. And it's not even much to protect other people. It's protecting you from other people, man. You know what I mean? So just... um. Man, just mask up, bro. I, I I mean, at first I had a problem with wearing the mask. Now, you know, I, I, I try to exercise or whatever. I don't use it when I exercise. But, like, on day-to-day uh, activities, man, I find myself just putting the mask on and making it do what it do. And, and a lot of ugly people getting getting into relationships now. So you know what I mean? Like, we finally seeing how the Indian people, is it the Indian people or the uh, the Indonesian people? They had their wife. Only thing get into, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we we moving into that stage of life. Right. That bitch gonna tell that man, and boy, you're gonna be amazed what's up under there. You're like, bitch, put oh, that know. back on. I Please, know. immediately. I know. I saw a guy yesterday uh, while I was out house hunting. I decided I was gonna start by Subway. Mm-hmm. Right? So I walked in, and uh, this guy was standing to the counter. Mm-hmm. I know some, like, uh, they weren't. They, I guess they were sweatpants material, but they were shorts. Oh, so so you want pickle watching? Well, that that day, yes. Right. Hey, we need to talk oh. off air because you done turned another one of our friends into a pickle watcher. Good. She's a certified pickle watcher now. It's just learning. <laughs> it's it's pickle watching season actually. Okay, okay. Uh, hey, I see some you know. um, 
some sweatpants on Facebook, I think I'm gonna order. It say stop looking at my dick. I, I'm definitely gonna go get some of them. <laughs> is, is it printed on your dick? Or yeah, it, 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 nah, it, it's printed where the dick supposed to be at. <laughs> okay, I here's my it. thing with that, right? The day that you wear that though, like make it comical. Like the niggas that the I I can almost assure you, oh, the niggas God. that wear that shit, they not gonna have no dick to see. So it make it even worse. Oh, like, like, get the fuck out of here. You can take them. Shit. Hey man, I just found out that you know nigga be wearing a sweatpants with no drawers on or under. I swear what? the nigga that had the sweatpants, the shorts on yesterday, he ain't have on no drawers. But the point that I was making, see, he oh, looked good. God. He was, he was tall. He was tall. You know, he was dressed nice. You know, just a simple t-shirt, like you got on with some blue shorts, shoes to match, or whatever. Had on some jewelry. He had on a mask. He had the like a, a salt and pepper beard, so you could tell he was older. I was like, okay, you know, I'm trying to see the face to make sure he the total package, right? Yeah, and that nigga, that nigga pulled down his mask to do something. That you know, like yeah, hit his face with a salami, <laughs> a piece of salami. <laughs> I swear, I know if he was looking at me, if they run back those cameras, I was like, oh. Like, damn, nigga, you fucked up my damn eye. Like, you just could have been. See, that's how a lot of niggas gonna get away with these masks, bro. Nigga had these masks on. Y'all be thinking y'all got y'all a winner, a winner, winner, and that nigga gonna be a motherfucking Roman noodle soup package, boy. So, <laughs> so what I'm gonna start doing is I'm gonna start doing what the millennials are doing. Let me get your Facebook and your Instagram. I wanna see what the fuck you really look like. You know, or whatever, because you're not going to pull down your master exchange no numbers and shit like that or whatever, you know. And then if you're good to go or whatever, I like what I see, then we're vibe. But if not, okay. then I just ghost you. Okay. Uh, well, shit, let's move on. Um, Let's talk about this Charles Barkley statement that he made on TNT the other night, right? I yeah. put it up in the group chat. Did, did, did you get a chance to listen to it? I did. Um, and for y'all guys that don't know, if you want, you can go Google it. It's pretty much Charles Barkley was on the set of TNT, which is one of the more popular uh, basketball um, pregame shows with him, Shaq, Ernie, and Kenny. And um, they was talking about the Breonna uh, Taylor situation, and he pretty much said that he felt like the funding the po- well, first of all, he felt like the uh, Breonna Taylor and uh, Amar Amari uh, Amari uh, Yes, their situations are different, and he feel like the police department should not be defunded. Because if something happened, who you going to call if the police department is being uh, defunded? So, you know, I thought it was an interesting topic, especially the platform that Charles has. Uh, you know, and again, he, he is entitled to his opinion. He can feel how he wants to feel, so I don't want people to feel like, you know, we jumping on Charles... Uh, for his for his opinions, because I mean he's entitled, but you know I wanted to know how you felt about the Charles Barkley situation, and you know because you you know you um you know you you feel strongly about these topics, you know as all black people do, but you know especially coming from a man of his uh stature, um did that make you look at him different or you know take me down your process when you heard it? First of all. Charles Barkley been ignorant, uh, been an ignorant <laughs> motherfucker to me. <laughs> so, okay. 
it didn't other than entertainment purposes or sports. That's really uh, the only thing that I value his honest opinion about. Um, anything outside of that, I think he's way, you know, to the left and at the same time, um, uneducated, you know, as far as those topics are concerned. Okay. Don't, I, I don't mind people having an opinion, but I like it to be an educated opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so when people hear uh, defund the police, we're really falling into uh, the trap that number 45 wants us to fall into, mm-hmm. you know, which is, uh, you know, thinking that it's uh, you won't be able to call 911 if you do, they won't come or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not what uh, defunding the police means. And I really want to get the the full, correct terminology about it so that I can continue to correct people uh, on what that means. But mm-hmm. um, you still will have, uh, you know, 911 operators and still be able to have the police come out to your house. That's not what defunding the police mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I will agree with him to a certain extent that the, the two cases aren't uh, similar. similar. Because, you know, one is dealing with the actual police department and then you have those who uh, our citizens mm-hmm. on patrol mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. area. There are two different things, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, but I, I'm I'm highly pissed off with you know the verdict of of um, you know Breonna Taylor, you know, all because it's again going back to your previous statement. It is all about money, um, money and politics. So you know, when you really look at the attorney general. Um, and his name eludes me at this particular point, but, um, you know, he is married to a white woman. I think that's important to say, mm-hmm. uh, not mixed. That bitch is white, white. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's actually the niece of Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment that that was disclosed, I think that that was a complete, that was strike one, two, and three for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, a, a staunch Republican, a, a very, uh, supportive, um, black man of number 45. So then mm-hmm. I don't expect for him to really comprehend and value black lives like the rest of us value black lives when um, you can be on board with the things that number 45 says. So I don't think mm-hmm. at that point it was really never his objective uh, to prosecute. Did you see the five, the five million dollar five was it five billion or five million? I'm sorry. Um, I was looking at it before I came on air, and I meant to write it down. To, um, to I mean, but you know, we're not a political podcast. But I did see something where it said uh, Trump was he has a five million dollar or billion could be that uh, I, I think it's called a platinum fund or something like that, where it's to help black. Billion. Yeah, yeah, to help black uh, businesses and black people and stuff like that. Um, uh, like fuck I, him. I mean, that's uh, what that's the headline just- said. Correct. That's 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 just another ploy. You wait now, what um, five weeks now, mm-hmm. a little over thirty days um, to now uh, have this outline, this plan, and throw us this money to uh, get our vote when you had four years uh, to do that. So now you mm-hmm. wait until the last minute to say, oh, and about the black people. Uh, I haven't forgotten about that. So. You know, I, I have a little different perspective on that. Okay. And um, you know, because me and you had had a conversation prior about um, 
what was we talking about? Oh, the tax relief fund that he had came up with, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just feel like um, anything with Trump's name attached to it, black people are going to automatically dismiss it. And it could be beneficial to you if you go do the research and find out how to maneuver the system like white people do. You know what I mean? Okay. I just think that anytime Trump, good, bad, or indifferent, says anything, black people automatically dismiss what he's saying because of their hatred and they're not looking at the situation objectively and my thing about it is hey if he's trying to do something to help black people if it can benefit you look into it and see how it can benefit you you know what i mean let me be clear i'm not saying it's right or wrong what i am saying is before you automatically just think that it's something bad because his name is attached to it Mm -hmm. go do your research and see if it could be something that you can finesse that can benefit you and your family and your situation. Okay. That's so all I'm saying. I want to provide clarity. I totally oh. agree with you. Okay. When I say fuck them, I mean fuck them as if I don't give a fuck if you deposit a million dollars into my bank account, I'm still ain't voting for your ass. I you understand? You. I'm going to take that shit and I'm going to invest in some shit and spend mm-hmm. it wisely. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. You know, high five. I appreciate you looking out mm-hmm. for us, sister. But you're still not going to get my vote. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think that black people, yeah, you should, you shouldn't just totally dismiss it. If it works out for your benefit, good. But don't allow that to sway what you already know. You know, mm-hmm. we we're always we're, we've already been known as the the race from the beginning of time uh, mm-hmm. since slavery to be mm-hmm. able to be bought. And hence, mm-hmm. I think that's why we're in the situation that we're in. You understand? So okay, meaning what though? Meaning what? So okay, so slavery, slavery began, and not to get too deep, I'll give an analogy. Slavery was 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 started by um, you, me coming to you. Okay, so they were able to convince me as one of the weaker blacks, mm-hmm. so to say, to, uh, hey, I got $1,000 for you. You know, y'all, we're talking back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm talking now, right? Mm-hmm. So $1,000 is a whole lot. of It's like a billion dollars today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, you, y'all need it. You ain't, you know, y'all ain't got shit. Ain't no way for you to get it or whatever. Why don't you, um, you know, if you want more for this, I can give you a thousand more dollars for every one of your black friends that you come and I'm going to give them a thousand dollars too. So when you really think about it and be like, Hey, and listen, this man going to give us a thousand dollars because you trust me, you're going to go for it. So we go on together to see what's what. And mm-hmm. that started the domino effect. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we were promised all of these things only to, to get nothing. Okay. So uh, how is that related to slavery though? Because that's how slavery started. We were offered, we were offered so much more than. Oh, you uh, talking the black people that was in Africa? That was correct. Black. Okay, okay, okay. Now I'm following. Now I'm following. You understand? It 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 became a domino effect. So we um, have been conditioned to think that money is everything. Not that it's not important. Okay, I do want to, you know, reiterate that it is important. But it's not everything. And right now we're throwing each other under the bus for a couple of dollars. You know, um, okay, so I'm, if it increases with the, go ahead. I mean, I mean, well, that's something that's been 
ingrained in black people since forever. You know, like right. and because I look we at are certain, suffering with that, that's what makes us I, I fucked up watch, as a people, you know? Yeah, I sit and watch uh movies and I get the underlying messages in a lot of movies, like uh the uh Dango movie. Ding what what's the movie with Jamie Foxx? Dango, right? Django? Django. Right. If you look at the movie when um DiCaprio and um Samuel Jackson, they had the niggas fighting, you know, to the death. You know, mm-hmm. and if you won, you got a chance to go sleep with uh, 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 another slave and you ate good that night. You know what I mean? So, you know, this is a mentality and this is a, a mindset that has been put forth and ingrained in black people since forever. So for me, you know, even this conversation, I went way off. We was fucking talking about Charles Barkley. But what what I'm saying is that, you know, it's just at this point, black people. You know, I remember Diddy got a backlash because he said that, you know, um, we are voting for who has a black agenda. And a lot of people got outraged about that. You know what I mean? A lot of people were mad talking about, you don't know what he's talking about, stick to music and all that type of shit. You, you know the rhetoric that, that's usually speared, uh, speared mm-hmm. uh, on a black man who's trying to, you know, open yeah, a different some, some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree with Diddy wholeheartedly, bro. Us as black people, we have to stop just voting for Democrats just because Democrats is what your mama, 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 grandmama, grandma, mama, mama voted for. You know, mm-hmm. I think we mm-hmm. need to have a black agenda. We need to hold these uh, politicians to whatever they say they're going to promise. If you want our vote and you say this is what you're going to do for us, that's what you need to do. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not knocking Obama. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, the people that hold Obama's feet to the fire, the gay community, they got what they wanted. You know, we I were just so happy and and, mm-hmm. and and marveled that we had a black man in office that we didn't really hold his feet to the fire on the things that we need. So, you well, know, we for didn't me, do anything else to support him either. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my uh, next statement. We were so excited and caught up in the fanfare that we had a black yeah. president that uh, we didn't go out and vote in the local elections. Uh, so those people can support him and his narrative, which would have supported us. And then we failed as a people to um, write letters and show up to the White mm-hmm. House, just like the gays did. And mm-hmm. that's how they were able to move forward with what they wanted and their agenda, because they were like, hey, we're glad that you, you know, stepped out and said that you supported us and we should be able to love who we love. But let us write this, you know, and give mm-hmm. this to you. This is what we want. And black mm-hmm. people, we have a hard time with that. We felt like yeah. we voted his ass in, so fuck you. And yeah. that has been our problem. And, and, and tying that back into, um, you know, uh, Charles Barkley and the Breonna Taylor case, like uh, we have, we can't come together enough as a race to say Mm -hmm. that we deserve minimum equality. That's all Mm -hmm. the hell we're asking for. Mm -hmm. Because technically, I believe that we could technically be a superior race. You understand? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. It it, it ain't technically much in that. We are the superior race. You know what I mean? It, I mean, if you Correct. just look at us, but we're genetic- not even asking for none of that shit. You understand? I, like, I mean, this just genetically, you know, yeah. genetically, we are superior. You know, what I mean, I mean, yeah. 
we have been so devalued, you know, from school board, I mean, from the school system, you know, um, uh, teaching our kids that, you know, we got HD, what is it, ADD or HD? We have that, or your kid has a learning problem, or whatever the situation, we've always been shown that we are less than, bro. And I don't know when we're going to get to this point where we can sit and see that, you know, we are what makes the world move. You know what I mean? And till we get to that point where all black people understand that, you know, that we are great, then, you know, we just gonna keep continuously going into this cycle of mediocrity and, you know, thinking that we're lesser than. So, you know, like I said with the Diddy situation, man, I know so many people of 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 um older age that just sit and look at Democrat as just what it is. You know what I mean? And they not right. holding. Like, if we're going to vote Joe Biden in, you better have an agenda to help. And you better stick to your agenda. But, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay, but my, but this is my problem with it, though. Mm-hmm. Knowing it's not Trump, right? Not, not, not 45. But if a, let me ask you this question. If a Republican came in and had an agenda set aside strictly for black people and betterment, health, financial, Close the uh the uh the wage the wage gap uh uh gap between you know the wealthy and the unwealthy. Would you vote for him? Okay, so and he's a Republican. It's not just that cut and dry, and I'll tell you why. Because it's been proven that um it's it's just just it's not about the president. We saw that. No 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 no. Just at face value. A Republican coming at face value, yes, I would vote for him. You understand? You you, you could put your Democratic biases to the side. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That's that's all I want to know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a staunch Democrat supporter because you know what? It's funny because you know what I mean. But 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 you know it's it's funny that. If you listen to a lot of black people, they make that same sentiment that you just made. I'm not a a diehard Democrat, but you guys are because you don't even think. Yes, when you look at the Republican Party, and I, I, I really don't want to go into this conversation. I know when we when you really look into the Republican Party, though, they have this good old boy. Uh, but, but I'm gonna you tell you what I, I respect. Mean, but but that but, doesn't work in our favor. But I'm gonna tell you what I respect about Republicans. They show you who they are. Democrats, they don't show you who they. They say they gonna do some shit, but then they don't. So but you know, I'm in I the middle. It's hard. It's whoever, hard to, whoever has my best interests at heart, that's who I'm rolling with. But it's hard. It's hard to go with just that at face value mm-hmm. when you know they don't have the support system needed. In order to push their agenda forward, you can say good things for us and what it will do. But if you don't have a backing, if we don't have a good governor in our state, we don't have good mayors, judges, Supreme Court um, judges and stuff like that. uh, It don't work out in our favor. You can say what the fuck you want to say. You understand? No, Uh, I disagree with that. I I, I disagree. I feel like if you have a president that has a agenda, first of all, you got to have a house. But before we get to all that other shit, you got to have a house. You got to have that right. shit on lock. So, right. so if a Republican is in office and he has the house and he has a black agenda, 
I think that you know all that other going yeah, down to the mail. But again, we got to vote them in, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, black people got to feel confident that you're gonna see, you're gonna go forth with what you say you're gonna do. And we got and for me, we have to start holding these politicians feet to fire. And that's and to me, the presidential election is like the the Super Bowl. Everybody want to go to the Super Bowl. Everybody gonna sit around and watch Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The, your local elections is the regular season. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna get you to where you need to get to. You know, mm-hmm. and you don't Agreed. have the you don't have the uh, Breonna Taylor situations if you uh, if you go do your electoral I mean your local elections. You will have a governor <laughs> that will not do the shit that 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 governor's doing. And so then this, when it's time to reelect this motherfucker. He's yeah. out. He out. <laughs> he out. Like you got one time to burn us with some bullshit that and is you clearly are. you out. Yes. You yes. out. That, don't let him come back and be like, oh, well, you know, I made a mistake. No, bro. <laughs> clearly, our lives don't give it don't matter. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. You know, and, and that's what you're saying, you know, when it when it comes down to the, the, the police issues and you know, being stopped and shit like that. Like, okay, so I was involved in an entanglement the other night. Oh God! Did you get your rocks off? This, of course, but this not sexually related. But it was the conversation that we had, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I stay out in West Miramar, Mm -hmm. okay? So, and he stays in east of here, okay? Mm -hmm. So, to get from my house to his house, it really doesn't make sense to take a highway. You got to take really Miramar, which is uh, the police department that runs both of our mm-hmm. areas, you have to take it all the way out. So the speed mm-hmm. limit here is 45. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, okay, so he's in a uh, he's in an all black charger, black mm-hmm. in, in, interior out, dark tinted windows, no sound system, no Don't rim, boycott. shit like that, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's strike number one. He ain't got no dress, clean cut, you know, man or whatever. But the fact is, he's still a nigga to the wrong cop. You understand? Mm-hmm. So he was talking about, hey, I know the speed limit 45, but I'm going to go 25, you know, just to get mm-hmm. from here to the house. So we ended up having this debate about if you go too slow, then you're definitely suspicious. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if you go the speed limit, you're still suspicious. If you over the speed limit. So we went through this thing, which... You know, our white counterparts don't even have to discuss. No, I mean, like, I've always said that, shit that. In front of our white friends, we don't, they looking I mean, at us like, what the fuck you talking about? That don't even, that's not even a discussion, but it is, you know? I, I've always said that black men and black women have to treat, I mean, have to teach their kids to deal with the authorities in a totally different manner than their counterparts. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even not just black people, uh, brown people, Hispanic people, we all have to teach right. our kids to deal with police in a different manner. And um, for me, I just, man, at this point of life, man, you know, I and, you know, I've made these uh, these statements on prior podcasts. Man, I, I just feel like black people being hunted, man. And, you know, you can go out and chill and hang out and have a good night, bro. And you know, your life could be taken away from you in the blink of an eye, even if you conform to everything that they're asking you. So, 
I mean, not just black men, black women is what black people, black right. brown people are right. getting our lives took. And, you know, it's no repercussions for it. It's just, you know, Breonna Taylor, you know what I mean? And I just don't like the narrative that's always being painted. Like, you know, trying to talk about she was a queen pin and drug. Tra- what the fuck that got to do with anything? But even if she was, even if she was, right, yeah. that doesn't warrant you taking, you taking her, life. her life. Yes, put you know it in jail. I think, I think like that falls underneath that shit that stupid ass Candace Owens be talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, with if if you're a felon, you know, mm-hmm. then maybe you do deserve to die. You know, you weren't really mm-hmm. good uh, for the community anyway. So why should your life matter or whatever? But you know, uh, people like to act like we don't make mistakes and that white people ain't doing the same shit that we doing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, you accuse us of robbing and stealing and shit like that. And we don't we don't make no goddamn drugs. That shit is delivered to us. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like to our community. So we not we might, you know, chop that shit up and, and get more bang for our buck and all that. But, you know, niggas, we ain't. We ain't doing that shit. You know, the mm-hmm. motherfucking crackers doing that. You know, so it's like you you get it, it it's definitely a, a double standard or whatever, and it's really a shame I, that we have to I have mean, because that's I mean, because that's always the narrative that's always gonna be given out to the public. Like the kid that uh uh I forgot his name, his name escapes me at this point. Uh the one that went to the rally and shot shot the shit up with the uh the AR fifteen. Yeah, the white boy. When they painted his picture in the news, it was oh he was a a a good kid, and you know they throw kid out when it's convenient for them. Correct. Correct. The same, the, you know, those mm-hmm. situations don't come out like with the Breonna Taylor situation. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this lady was a postal worker. Y'all got allegations that this is what she was doing. This shit wasn't in concrete that that's what she was doing. But that's the narrative that gets thrown out to make. Black people look like, and for me, black people, stop falling for that goddamn stereotype of black people are these aggressive uh, animals. The shit that they did, picked it back in the 50s in movies where we were just slaves running around with our shirts off and raping every pillaging villages and raping all the women. And no, right. that's not, black people are the most forgiving, understand. I don't like to talk about this dude on the podcast, but I'm going to talk about it right now because it kind of fits the narrative of which we're speaking in. I mean, we're speaking of at this time. Kanye West. Kanye West is going to do some dumb shit, say some wild shit. Slavery was, a, was an option and all this shit. And then he'll come right, he'll go do the Sunday services and, you know, get all black people galvanized again. And then he right back. You know, then he go hang out with Trump. I support Trump and I'm doing all this shit, get black people riled up again. Then he come back, back, he come right back around talking about black ownership and fronting all these. So again, OJ Simpson. <laughs> Remember, OJ didn't fuck with black people mm-hmm. until he got in that shit with, uh, you know, with his wife killing his, well, allegedly killing his wife or whatever. He killed that bitch. Allegedly, right. and and then mm-hmm. you know, he, if you go look at the documentary, he he in all the black churches hanging around Jesse Jackson. He doing this, he doing that. You know what I mean? So for me, man, I just think the worstest shit that's been fed to the black people is that we are these savages. And we're not. We're Even when, um, I'm, so many stories going on in my head. But the story of the guy who shot the little five-year-old uh, white kid, uh, 
two or three months ago. I forgot the name of the story, but it was a black guy, white kid out riding a bike with his with, 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 with his family, and a black guy shot him in the head, killed him. Not one black person I seen reading that shit said that that motherfucker shouldn't be in jail, mm-hmm. or or that motherfucker need to be put up under the jail, or that was right. some dumbass shit. That's a kid, you know. That just gives you yeah. a sense of. Nigga, no, we have morals and we have standards. It's just we fall for these uh uh these illusions that CNN and Fox News print or they spew out this rhetoric of black people are these insensitive monsters. Go back where you can listen. Ain't none of us from this motherfucker, white people. Y'all need to stop saying that shit. Y'all weren't from this motherfucker neither. You know what I mean? Correct. So, uh, if right. we go back, and, okay, <laughs> let's look at it this way. Y'all go back to Europe, get the Indians back their land, we go back to Africa, what you think continent going to be popping? Mm-hmm. What continent going to be popping? Is it going to be America? Is it going to be Africa? Or is it going to be Europe where y'all from? It we got all the natural... Bro, all the natural resources is in Africa. You know what I mean? So let's just be honest, man. And I'm going to put a bone out with this because I want to talk about some more wild shit. I want to talk about the CEO of uh, Wells Fargo saying that uh, it's a limited pool of black people to recruit with talent. Mm. All right, Figgy V. I, I put this in the group chat, you know, and I see, and again, he recanted his statement as usual. You know, so... So what, so what were your views when you first seen that pop up in the group chat of Wells Fargo CEO post to know better than to go on a platform and say some shit that uh, uh, it's a limited pool of black talent to recruit. See, okay. So hold on, figure three, before you let me do our sponsors before I uh, All right. before we take off. Hey. Fellas, man, if you're looking for a nice timepiece, man, you're looking for a nice watch to go out and hang out with, man, and, you know, something that you can afford and something that looks nice on your wrist. Man, I went out last night and got a whole bunch of compliments on my on my, uh, my watch. I have the rose gold uh, skeleton. Um, if you guys, they got the white skeleton, I mean, the, sil- the silver, the silver face skeleton, they got the black face skeleton, they got the rose gold. Uh, please go to buy comma, and that's not... Uh, B-Y, uh, B-U-Y. That's just B-Y. Because a lot of people are like, hey, man, I tried to go get the watch, man. I can't find it. No. Not buys and B-U-Y. Not purchase. Yeah. It's just buy. B-Y. Go to B-Y.K-R-A-M-A. That's karma.com. Promotional code NUTS. N-U-T-Z. Put in promotional code. You get 10% off on any watch. They got a, a assortment of different variety of watches on the uh on the website, man. So if you're looking for a nice timepiece, go to, I'm going to say it one more time, buy comma, B-Y dot K-R-A-M-A dot com and purchase your watch. Put in promo code NUTS. N-U-T-Z. You heard? All right, Freaky B. What, what you Nice. Think? Nice. Yeah, so the thing is, when you really think that these people uh, know better, I mm. think they know not to say However, yeah, they do. to the time that we're in, number 45 mm-hmm. has made it extremely comfortable for people to be themselves, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I don't have a problem, like you said about the Republican, Republican statement earlier, I don't have a problem with people 
saying how they feel. If you feel like there's no time, that's I fine. Agree. Like, bro, listen, thank you for your opinion. We appreciate you. Black people should have been at the bank closing that shit and opening so many other options. Yes. Uh, Wells Fargo and Bank of America been showed us who the fuck they are. They've been yes. fucking people around. Bank of America been fucking people around with their mortgages for years. Mm-hmm. For years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but we still run our black asses back over to them and, you know, have them mm. uh, supervise our money and shit like that. Uh, same mm. thing with uh, we get all mad and shit and be like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to pull my money out today. Okay. And, uh, but where are we going? Really to another white uh, banking institution. We, we do have a, a black uh, banking institution, but uh, it's only one. Mm-hmm. I haven't really heard them speak up to say, other than, hey, we'll welcome you to our bank. Are you to the point that you can offer uh, mortgages and, you know, other shit like, you know, these larger Mm -hmm. white banking institutions do? You know what I mean? So I think that's the dilemma. I just think it's, I I, I think, I I mean, hate to cut you off, but I I just think it's a little hard to bank black. I mean, okay, let me clarify what I'm finna say. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Killer Mike had a, a a series on um Netflix where he was gonna eat nothing but black owned shit. The food had to be from black people, and and you know the restaurant, the, the food, and everything had to be black. Did you see how difficult it was for him? You see how that nigga struggled. <laughs> struggled. Yeah, that was eye opening shit. Shit, yes. So from and shout out to Killer Mike for all you guys that ain't watched it. Um, go put Killer Mike in your search bar on Netflix. Uh, I think he got another season coming out if it ain't already dropped. But it's definitely eye opening, as uh, like how Freaky V said, as far as showing you how um, hard it is to buy strictly black. And to tie that in with your conversation with banking black, I'm not saying that it's uh, impossible, but it's going to be a, a uh, it's going to be kind of hard. Because okay, for me, instance, I stay in a place where. You know, I researched about black banks, but it's none prevalent to where I am. So that means, you know, if I had to go to the ATM and things of that nature, I would have to go to Wells Fargo or Bank or Chase or whatever and pay a, a fee just to get my money out. So, you know, in hindsight, it sounds good. But, you know, until we get to an infrastructure where black is more prevalent and more powerful, you know, I think that, you know, I've always said that I was I was highly in favor of Trump becoming president. And the reason why I was highly in favor of him, be, because I, I knew that the America that we get now, I knew that's what we was going to get. Piggybacking off what you said at the beginning of your statement. I'm an advocate of telling me who you are. So right. I know not to fuck with you. You know, right. And again, I'm not the type of person where I look at you different because you support Trump. Mm-hmm. What I've come to realize as a grown man is we've all grown up with different circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, you, a white man doesn't deal with the same circumstances that a black man would deal with growing up. So when you view Trump in the way that you view him, that's your personal opinion. That's you. Do you? You know what I mean? I don't look at you no different because 
I feel like they looked at us the same way when Obama was president. Us riding around with Obama and Biden stickers on our cars and first thing they're going to throw in your face, because I know you've heard it because you've worked in corporate America, is Obama fucked up health care. You know, I can't get decent health care because of that Obamacare shit. So again, a black man that wasn't able to get his medication was an advocate of Obamacare. So Mm -hmm. I said all that just to say, I think people get in their feelings about how other people feel, how, how other people um, view their political views. Like, it's people at my job that are avid Trump supporters. I don't look at them no different because, hey, bro, if you feel like what he's doing is beneficial for you, then you got to vote, like we said earlier, you got to vote for your interests. Right. So for me, as a black man, Listen, bro, as long as you don't disrespect me and we ain't going down that crazy path or whatever, bro, your views are your views. Like, I remember me and you had that conversation and I was telling you some of the, the rhetoric that was being said at my job. And they asked me for my view. And what I told you, I said, I said, man, bro, listen, y'all can feel however y'all want to feel. You'll never understand what it feels like to be me. And I right. left the conversation at that. Now, these are older white men, 50, 60 years old. Some understood what I was saying. Some didn't. For the ones that didn't understand what I was saying, fuck them. It is what it is. I don't look at you no different because personally, the person that disagreed with me has helped me out on my personal at work with things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just his political view is different than mine. I don't look at him no different. And he didn't understand where I was coming from. And, bro, you, 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 you 60 years old. <laughs> you would never understand what it was like to be me. And mm-hmm. just like I would never understand what it is to be like you guys. So... I think once we get past, you know, just the word Trump triggering you and get you to a point of not even much opening your mind to the concept of some shit that could help you, like tying it in what we talked about earlier. Bro, when he did that tax uh, uh, um, relief for, you know, not taking taxes out your account, I mean, I mean, out your check, I immediately called you and we had an in-depth conversation about it. I told you that if it benefits you, if you're in a place where you don't, you know what I mean, if you're in a place where you need to take advantage of that, then go ahead. Just know that the government going to want their money back. Right. You may not get taxed this year, but the year after that, they're going to want their money back. But it's either you take the tax cut now or your kids go hungry. However you want to play it. Now, me and you are in the situation, we were like, nah, we not. I don't want to fuck with that. I'm not mm-hmm. going to fuck with that. But I'm mm-hmm. not going to look down on the on a proposal just because Trump's name is attached to it. And I yeah. think that's what a lot of people are doing. They see his name. And if that shit can help you get out of mediocrity and get you into a house or help you get financially secure, then I say go ahead for it. Fuck your mm-hmm. name on the bill. But black mm-hmm. people are so steadfast and they're so hung up on just his fucking name. Well, they won't even go do the research. Bro, we live in the 21st century world. Technology, goo, you can goo any goddamn thing. You but can you know, find any goddamn thing. I think I think it's easier said than done when you look at it at just face value because it nothing has ever worked in our favor. You know, like you you get us to a certain point to say, okay, well, you know, trust what no, I'm no, doing no, 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 works no. in your benefit. I, I have a little feedback on that. I'm gonna give a little resistance. Okay. Black people don't go do the research to figure out if it does. You know, my granddad always tell me, bro, if you want to keep something from a nigga, put it in a book. You know Correct. what I'm saying? 
So if you right, but when to- you if you really if you really Google, I agree with that shit too. I, mm-hmm. I, I really agree with that. Um, but when you really look at um so say for instance when when uh Trump would put out that, right? Mm-hmm. So you get so many different mm-hmm. opinions, mm-hmm. you know, so you you'll have uh Forbes magazine to put out what they think it means. Mm-hmm. You'll have Black Enterprise. Black enterprises come out and put out with the fuck they I think. agree. You understand? I agree. So you you looking like, well shit. You know, it all depends on who interpreting that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, if black enterprises, which I respect, will say, okay, well, this might not be in favor for a whole lot of black people. And Forbes come back and pretty much say the same thing, but they're gonna end that shit with just do it and see how it worked for you. Mm-hmm. You know, then you still at the same place that you was. See, you but know, so, I, I agree with you on that. I, I just think dealing with that specific uh, topic of the, the tax uh, write-off that he was trying to give, uh, that's a case-by-case scenario. I Meaning, agree. you have to look at that from how it benefits your household and how you... Listen, mm-hmm. black people like to use this word all the time, but don't really use this word. Black people like to say finesse all the time. But you want to finesse the wrong shit. See, the thing is, yeah. white, people, white people finesse the right shit. They learn how to finesse the system. We want to go finesse Medicaid and, 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 and shit like that. Small right. shit. Mm-hmm. If you can go, if this, if, if this uh, tax break could help you get to a place of home ownership, right. financial stability, uh, uh, a better way for you and your kids, then why not? Um, you know, bro, saying like I said earlier, like, like my granddaddy said about putting something in the book, you don't even need a book no more. You walk mm-hmm. around with your book and your phone. I mean, your phone is your book. It's nothing yeah. that you can't pick that phone up and go Google and figure it out. So we, we no longer have that excuse as black people of, oh, I didn't know. No, if you want to yeah. know about some shit, we have, we have, out gotten out, we have gotten out of that um, shit. No longer is the excuse that black people can't read. Mm-hmm. We way beyond that shit. You mm-hmm. know, this isn't our grandparents or even our great grandparents, you know. Uh, it's to the point like we gotta come out of that, you know. It's name like, recognition. We don't wanna we it's don't wanna find out v. anything. We v. don't we don't like the, the research shit. We don't like the read shit. V that that's that that's recognition, V. That's just recognition. That's that's seeing something and automatically think it's bad. You know what yeah. I mean? Trump, if let, let me see, who is somebody that black people really just trust in? Um, give me a name of somebody nobody. that black nobody. No, it's hold on, let me see. Let me think. Um even even, even okay. hold, hold on, hold on. Okay. If this you was know, the Martin Luther let me ask you this question. God bless the dead. If Martin Luther King came up with this tax refund, would this be something that black people would look into and think that, whoa, okay, let me go do my research. I truly Girl, believe it. We can already be on that shit. The next day we'd have been. And that's my point. Shit. And that's right. the point that I'm making is that just because black people got to get away from having their biases dictate their emotions. But you know, okay, bro, like if you really think about it though, okay, if, 
uh, aside from the research, like we should be going to research and read and see how it works to our benefit. But we've really been conditioned to, you know, that white people are not for us. We have been led down the wrong road mm -hmm. so many times that our trust is no longer existent. You understand? See, so, okay. Yeah. I agree with that. So, I'm, I'm not I'm not using that as a crutch to say, OK, we can't go research and see how it works to our benefit. But we're just no longer trusted. Soon as somebody say, hey, this see, but your key statement. Oh, oh, but, but see, but your key statement is trust. You don't have to trust okay. a motherfucking thing. Go and figure, go look it up for yourself. That's my whole point. Right. Like, just go look it up. If somebody like, OK, for me, homeowner, right. um, my brother had a home. Um, my granddaddy had a home and, you know, I think my, either my grandma or grandfather's sister had a home. That's it. Mm -hmm. It's things about this home that I just, all I knew was to go buy. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was certain things that I learned from the white people in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. the, the renovations that I'm going to have done in my house is because a white person White, which is black, came and said, no, bro, you pay this. They required to do that. This is what they mm -hmm. supposed to do. Shit going wrong. I'm like, man, I got to save this money up. I got to get this fixed. I got to get that fixed. I got to get this fixed. I gotta... He gave me just a little bit of knowledge, and I went and researched the knowledge and figured out, okay, I'm paying for this. Well, call them. Hey, y'all got to come fix this. Okay, right. Mr. McCoy, well, we're going to write you a check for such and such. Mm -hmm. Again, Knowledge that I didn't have. And I'm just correlating that all into this, black people. All I'm saying to you guys is research. And before you debt something, just because the name that's attached to it isn't in your favor, then you got to learn how to work the system, bro. That's it. That, that's all I'm saying. Work the system. And going back to this Wells Fargo shit, bro, um, you know, because we kind of went off on a tangent. Man, for me, man, listen, I don't even much care about this shit, bro. Like... I still think you should send a message. I think the white people, I mean, the black people should pull their money out. But they're not. You go to another bank that appreciates you. We know that's not Bank of America, and we know it's not Wells Fargo. So let's so, try another. So, you know, so, 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 see, I bank with Chase because of my prior history with Bank of America. I've never been with, with I think the first account I ever opened was with Wells Fargo. Well, exactly. And, and I didn't like the way that shit went. I would transfer, and I was with Bank of America for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know, I'm trying to close my accounts, and we having all these different stipulations and all this shit that's going on. I'm like, you know what? Closed the account, and I just went to Chase. And I'm happy with Chase. You know what right. I mean? I, I mean, I have looked for black banks because I really want to put these nuts into a black bank as far as right. our accounts and shit like that. But, you know, again, it's a lot of stipulations that comes along with being in black banks, especially when you're in rural areas like I'm in, where, you know, I'm not in a big city. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, only banks that you do have here is Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and Chase. You know what I mean? Then so the less evil would be Chase. Because yeah. Bank of America is out. They fucked up so many black mortgages and shit like that, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what do they call it when you... um? Uh, some kind of lender shit. Damn. 
I can't think of the damn name, but you know, mm. you get less money because you're black or really? you don't get yeah, they were they were found guilty of doing that shit. Okay. You know, and people still bank with Bank of America like it ain't shit. No, you gotta if you really wanted to let, send that nigga a message, pull your money out. Go yeah. somewhere else. You know, I'm not no, saying no, no, that no. you gotta bank black. You know, that would be ideal, but it, the the black banking institution isn't where we need it to be. Yeah. You know, we don't know what it takes to, to and get less, there, but unless I'm speaking out of turn as far as, you know, things of uh Black banking systems and, you know, it not being prevalent to me. Not, not, But if you're in an area like Atlanta, Georgia or places like that where we're heavy populated with black people, I'm pretty sure it's multiple, multiple black banks in uh, Atlanta. You know what I mean? What? But but my whole thing okay. about it is just that, you know, even like you talking about Bank of America, I remember Netflix has a, a series about Wells Fargo and how they were... Um, they they were instructing their tellers to open accounts to meet protocol, so right. they will open an so, account for me. But black, and, but they've been showing us who they are. They've yeah. been showing that shit. So I didn't, when this story came out, I was not. I didn't blink twice. I didn't nah, turn back. Nah, that TV shit fucked up. That that shit was fucked up, bro. Because they were holding their Wells Fargo was holding their uh their employees to a quota. And if they didn't meet the quota, they got reprimanded. And no, that story and, was fucked up. I'm talking about the CEO oh. saying that there's no black uh, talent. Oh, okay, okay, you know, okay. a pool yeah. of talent. That story didn't because they had already been in the limelight before, showing us that they didn't give a fuck. It was all about money. You know what I'm saying? And when you have those major um, accounts coming into mm-hmm. uh, Wells Wells Fargo, they want to see people that look like them. Or if you black, you better be. I mean, do clean. you? Feel, do <laughs> you, okay, so do you feel that um, you're being um, desensitized to um, black situations? Meaning, let me get some clarity to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't watch black people getting beat up by the police no more. I can't watch no more slave movies. I can't watch. You know, yeah. uh, black a- people getting assaulted by the police anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when I see it come up on my my news feed, you know, okay. I'm just being honest. I can't watch it no more, bro. I'm to the mm-hmm. point where that shit just totally disgusts me, bro. I I mean, I don't know what the plan is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And at one point, I thought we were moving in the right direction. You know, and and I stated on a previous podcast where you know they was taking down statues and confederate flags were coming down and all this other yin yang but at this point bro I think I'm just desensitized to the whole situation and I don't know you know a part of me feels fucked up because I I'm like I feel weird well here's here's the thing we this has been going on for the black community for a very long time Mm -hmm. and uh I, I think to a certain extent that we are desensitized because it has been going on for so long and there has been no consequence for uh, the whites mm-hmm. who do it. Um, mm-hmm. at, at the same you know, token, uh, I think it's always been to the forefront for me because my dad dealt with it mm-hmm. really my whole life. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I always would see him, you know, being in the thick of things when it came down to rioting and why we were rioting, why we were mad and shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's I've I've never watched uh, slave movies. I could not tell you anything about Roots. People make all kind of that one minute uh, that that one mandatory when you was at uh, elementary school because I remember them remember when they roll the TV into the goddamn uh into the uh, classroom. I, my no, first but place, remember, remember, okay, so I, I okay. Speaking of that, I went to public school. I don't. You probably went to I, private school. Bro, don't do that. Did you? I went. To, I went to public. I did go to private school. Okay, but I went. I ended up going to um public school. Okay, but. Because from what age though? I was young. I only went to private school from two years old to uh, perhaps ten. What grade is my daughter in? Ten. Yeah, and then after that, until I went the tenth grade. No, until ten years old. Oh, ten. Years. So okay, when yeah, you ten, grade. what grade you in? Fifth grade. Yeah, third third grade. I was in public school. Right. I wanted to go to school with the rest of my friends. The rest of my neighbors and kids in my neighborhood went to public school. I was the only one that went to a private school. And I ain't mm. like that. And mm. I, I remember starting to complain and my daddy gave me the option. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. uh, hindsight, mm-hmm. I wish I would have stayed in the private, in private school. Yeah. I feel cool. you. Know, I, I love all my public school friends and shit like that, but it was the level of education you okay. know, that, whatever. But, I got you. You know, um, it wasn't mandatory for me to watch Roots in, in, in school because I can remember cutting up so bad about, you know, sitting to watch it that I was like, I don't want to watch this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, let me go to another class or let me go to the office and help with some paperwork or some shit like that. And um, I guess my black teacher at the time understood mm-hmm. where I was coming from. You know, mm-hmm. and she was like, okay, I understand. I don't, you know, because I felt like, you know, what the fuck we watching this shit for? It took me, it took a lot of convincing for me to watch Django. Mm-hmm. If somebody, somebody had to literally tell me, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx fucked their ass up in the end mm-hmm. in order for me to watch that shit. I'm mm-hmm. serious. And, you know, most people be like, oh, don't spoil it for me or whatever. But I was like, fuck mm-hmm. that. Every time they like, they, they watch, I don't, I'm not glorifying that shit. I know that shit happened. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. pay to go to the fucking movies to mm-hmm. make the white man rich off of a story that we already knew about. Like fuck that. I'm not doing that shit. Okay. You know, so I've never been in favor of watching the damn slave movies and when those videos come over, I mean I only watch it now for the sake of being able to have an intelligent conversation about it on the podcast, because we provide entertainment and news and shit for Mm -hmm. the people, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's really the only reason that I would watch those videos, but that shit is hard as fuck to watch, bro. Like, you know, I call you ranting and raving. By the time I get to the podcast, I didn't calm down a little bit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but that, that shit, it angers me. And I think that's why, you know, having, my dad be in the thick of things that he fought so much for uh, black people and equality and shit like that and you know now it seems we take that shit for granted you know I, I, I really think, we think it's supposed to be that way or whatever you know so 
I, I think I think what what I think what what needs to be discussed, and I know this this is off topic. We we do need to um, get a hold of our communities, and um, you know, stop dealing with this quote unquote black on black crime. I hate to use that terminology, but um, we need to be just as outraged when we kill each other, especially mm-hmm. senselessly. You know that self-defense shit perhaps mm-hmm. you know because niggas will try you and try to take your shit okay i i'm all in favor of you going home and protecting your shit but mm-hmm. you know these these drive-bys you know over a bitch or you know you, you stepped on my fucking shoes and all that type of shit you looked at me wrong or whatever we need to be just as outraged when those situations happen and not i find that we we're only outraged when it's personal like I'm only concerned about black on black crime when it happens to my cousin or my sister or my brother or whatever. I mean, but that's anybody though. But I mean, okay, I mean, I mean, but that's for every aspect that. of life. We, I, I should be willing to march for my black neighbor that that shit happened to that I don't even know, I don't speak to, you know, or whatever. I, the fact that somebody targeted you or your son or your whatever, mm-hmm. I should be just as upset. Than if it was my brother, you know, we don't we don't think that way, you know. And, and honestly, um, I, I can understand, I can understand the, the I can understand the fact of how blacks could be given that term of being bougie and out of touch when you move out of the the hood, you know what I mean? And then when you have like like okay for me, and I'm not. By no means like bragging or whatever, but I, I stay, you know, in a nice area. Uh, my car can be unlocked at night and I really don't worry about somebody, you know, uh, coming to take it. Um, my door has been unlocked when I thought I did lock it <laughs> at night. We'd be upstairs sleeping and chilling, snoring and slobbing and shit. And, um, you know, we can get away with that. So, you know, our, our community isn't susceptible to a high rate of crime. You know, shit happens during the summer when the kids are home and bored and shit like that. But for the most part, we're really good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when, 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 when you're not exposed to those things on a daily basis, it's hard for me to get out and march and, you know, for some shit that go on in the hood when I'm like, damn, you know, it's like you kind of fall into the trap of how white people view us you know if you stay out and that's the point i was gonna make when you got done is that you know i feel like you know what you're saying is exactly why you know um black people and white people have issues because until it happens to you you don't really prime example we living in it now a lot of people didn't feel like uh covid was some real shit until motherfuckers that they knew that passed away got that shit. So I think that's more of a human element than anything else. And that's just human psychological, uh, uh, psychologically. I think that's just how people are. Like if, 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 if you don't know somebody that it happened to you, you tend to think that shit like that won't happen to you. And that yeah. mindset that, you know, and that's another narrative that white people came up with that it's black on black violence when it's white on white violence. Hispanic yeah. on Hispanic violence, uh, yeah. uh, 
uh, Indian on Indian violence. It's just you mm-hmm. crime gonna happen in the vicinity in which you are occupy. Mm-hmm. Your neighborhood, the places that you hang out with, the people that you hang out with, you know, it's just it is what it is, man. I want to yeah. kind of put a, a bow on this Black Lives Matter topic. <laughs> you know, that's know. what it kind of turned into. That shit start, started with Charles Barkley oh, and uh, Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Talked yeah. a whole oh, hour wow. about that shit, right? Yeah. All right. Well, before we get up out of here, man, you put something in the uh, group chat today. I kind of want to talk about it. You put, uh, should women date more men before settling down? Um, I'm going to take the lead on this one. You You did put that in the group chat, right? I'm listening on your opinion. I know you think I'm finna say something wild. No, but, I don't. But I totally agree with that. I know. I have, I have nieces that I, I hope that they would do that. I'm not saying sleep with every nigga that you get with. Okay. What I'm saying... You deal with that shit too, but go ahead. It ain't nothing to deal with. Because yeah, we all, no, because we all know that it's different uh, uh, standards. We already okay. know that, so that ain't a conversation that we got to have. What what I'm saying is, when you go to the buffet and they got steak, lobster, potatoes, and all that other good shit, you don't just go there and just get fried chicken, do you? You right. go try the motherfucking steak. The you want right. to see how the steak tastes. You want to see if the potatoes right. You want to see if the mac and cheese tastes like your mama mac and cheese, tuna salad, whatever they got there. Said all that to say this, man. I'm an advocate of dating motherfuckers and finding out what you like in a motherfucker. Uh-huh. Gather all that intel before you decide to jump into a relationship with a motherfucker just because Carly B and Offset, like we talked about last week. Bro, yeah. get to a point in your life where you know what it is that you want, man or woman. See, and I agree with the statement that was put in the group chat. I wish I wrote it down so I could read it, but the meat of the, the, meat of the shit is Women get with one man, spend all day, every day, seven days a week, and not exploring their options. Now, if you get with a nigga and you hang out with him and he cool or whatever, and you dating other niggas, guess what? When you dating other niggas, what you're going to realize is, damn, that nigga not him. Mm-hmm. He has a different level of intelligence. He seems right. to ki- Like, you get to weave out all the fuck shit. You know what you I mean? You get from one to ten. Right. same thing with a man. Like... Bro, date different women and find out what it is that you like in a woman. Not one person gonna hold all the values that you may want. Mm-hmm. Ten is a ten is a a large number. They may have six of the criterias that you feel like you can be with. You know what I mean? But you don't know what those ten criterias are until you meet different motherfuckers. All you know is what you like in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? So. I totally agree with women going out and dating. And I'm not talking about sleeping because that's a whole, like you said, that's a whole nother avenue to go down. Which, listen, if you want to go throw that pussy out for a real nigga, go throw it out for a real nigga. I don't judge you. Because I think mm-hmm. niggas feel like they girl was the only, you the only nigga that she had sex with. No. No, she was licking other nigga balls too. Like, yeah. she just learned how to lick balls real good from that nigga. So now you benefiting from the good dick suck. Right. You know what I mean? So, for me, man, I go out and date, do your thing, have fun, find out niggas that you like, find niggas that might like their ass played with, go find niggas that like to get his toes sucked, whatever. Do you. Yeah. Do right. you. It's basically what I'm saying. I totally agree with that shit, bro. Like, we talk about this shit all the time. Like, 
it's 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 funny um, and amusing to see uh, women catch up, so to say. Like mm-hmm. I've been on that shit, and mm-hmm. and um, you know it's it's really it's difficult from what I hear by having some conversations with other women. It's difficult to. Um, you know, not care for negative connotations as to, okay, well, you know, you're a hoe if you do that, or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they're trying to make it seem like it's a bad place or whatever, you know, but, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and honestly, you know, in the, in the post that I put in the chat, you know, it was saying, you know, you shouldn't sleep with, you know, don't sleep with all the men or whatever. You know, you're not saying you got to sleep with all the niggas. See, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a part of that shit. Because you want to sleep as many, you want to get as many dicks as you can. Well, it's not just about that. That's true, but it's not <laughs> just about that. It's it it's if if I decide to settle down with a motherfucker, sex is extremely important to me, and yes. especially if you wish to take me out of the singles club. Me. Uh-huh. Be monogamous, like your dick better be spectacular, because goddamn it, that's in the top two of what's most important. You understand? Good dick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you not, you not finna. I don't give a fuck if you treat me right. You pay all of my bills, and you know, what if you the dick good though? Kids or whatever, and the dick is sorry and trash. Then damn it, I wasted all this time to get involved with my feelings for a nigga that. Not gonna satisfy me sexually, and I'm gonna cheat. Ain't no doubt about that shit. It ain't. We ain't gonna work this out. We're not going to the sex shop. I'm not buying no motherfucking toys. I ain't doing none of that shit, bro. I want the dick from you, not from this plastic shit. You nigga, you understand? You only got three inches, but you paying all my bills. Fuck that. I can pay my own motherfucking bills. You understand? So. It's like it depends on what's important to you. And I think women need to get in, in tune with what's important and what works for you. But again, you can't figure that shit out if you only you meet one nigga, y'all go out, he take you to roof, Chris, one day, Smith and Walensky's the next Saturday, you know, uh, he throw you a couple of dollars and the sex is all right. Then you spending all of your time and energy with that one nigga, but you could meet somebody that can cook the steak and lobster for you, you know, uh, or, you know, shit, pay all of your bills, dick and head is spectacular, shit, might invite another nigga or bitch, depending on what you like, into the relationship, it, it all depends on what the fuck you like, but you're spending all, you putting all of your energy into just one fucking card, that's, that, that's not, that you're not gonna, it's not gonna be beneficial. I just think that at, at this point, women's mentalities, when it comes down to sexual uh, uh, activities, is growing. Like, it wasn't that long ago that women just got the right to vote. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? If you really just sit back and look at it. And, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's the, it, it's the evolution of a woman. Like, mm-hmm. this gonna come. Like, bisexual men, it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It's that old mindset that men have, you know, and some women have. You know, these new age 
women ain't built like you can't even much hold these new age women to the same moral compass that you could hold their grandmoms or or their moms to you know what i mean and even in our generations like you know the big mom phase is gone like yeah. going all the kids going to big mama house and the moo dress and she make sleeping on the floor she got four on the floor one on the couch three in the other room now nah, them days over with nigga mm-hmm. back right now nigga, nigga grandma had mama at uh 15. <laughs> <laughs> she had that fifteen. Nah, right. right. Nah, nah. Shit, I don't raise you. That's time for me to go pop this pussy for a real nigga. Nah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. I just you know, again. I was I was talking to a, a a a um a friend of mine yesterday. We talked for about three hours, bro. Now we just so happen to work together, but we're friends outside of work too, mm-hmm. right? And we were talking about some of the the. We help Medicare people. So the majority of the time, everybody's over 65. And the conversations that we were sharing, you know, we laughed at because we're both in our 40s. And we were saying, we ain't doing that shit. You know, so because we we offer programs that's based on income to assist mm-hmm. the Medicare uh, recipients, um, mm-hmm. we have to discuss income. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, we talked to so many women who aren't even familiar with how much their spouse makes. You know, so mm-hmm. you ask them, well, how much do you get Social Security? Oh, I get a thousand dollars a month. Okay, well, what about the Oh, I'm not sure. And mm-hmm. then, not only are they not sure, they're afraid to go and ask. You know, because they're like, oh, this isn't this is this money is his money. My money is my mm-hmm. money. And, mm-hmm. You know, they they sleep in separate rooms, and mm-hmm. you know, they barely have the sex and all that. So we look, we laughing at that shit like, bitch, <laughs> ain't no motherfucking way I can't call off how much my man make. Probably to the cents. You understand what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that nigga make one thousand two hundred fifty three dollars and fifty cents. If he worked mm-hmm. overtime, is add a hundred dollars to that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like these people just have no idea. So the fact that and it's so many of them, it's okay. You understand? That's that was their thing for us. We like Yeah, because because cause, cause you gotta think that that generation wasn't able to vote. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. they were the sit home moms who uh daddy go make the bacon. You and he bring it home, home cooking. Right. Cook yeah. You make sure the kids right. shit done and all that type shit. So again, like like I said, man, the world. And is I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot of. Uh, well, I don't think there's been a, a what a survey. I guess I can call it a survey where um, black women mm-hmm. are not willing or less susceptible to marriage. They oh, that's, are that's a whole nother topic. I'm telling you, more more single parents. Um and they contributed to, you know, comparing it to say back and not we ain't talking a whole lot of time ago. Mm-hmm. Just the generation before us even or maybe before that. Mm-hmm. Um you know where we're making our own money, you know, able to support ourselves. So 
it, we're not really looking into that man being a provider shit if that's all you got to offer because we're pretty much doing it on our own so we're not willing to allow you to come in to be a provider if mm-hmm. you know and all your bullshit <laughs> just for the sake of you giving us financial stability so the fact that we mm-hmm. are already financially stable you know we're not taking your shit because you bring two see, more dollars to the table than we do we're not see, doing that see but that's what that's what the dynamic of the relationship gonna have is problems. That's mm-hmm. exactly where the problem gonna start. Mm-hmm. Problem gonna start because just like women are uh, uh, advancing in the workplace and you know being able to take care of themselves and shit like that, some men are the total opposite. Mm-hmm. They feel as if, hey, I do those things, so that's all I have to bring to the relationship. You know what I mean? And, 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 and not to cut you off, but especially those women who uh, who had daddies and who were exposed to money, you not going to come in with the, especially if, like, say, for me and my counterparts are doing well and making their own money. You mm-hmm. can't throw that, oh, I make, you know, uh, $60,000, $80,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, bro. Me too. High five. <laughs> you understand? Like, oh, I'm going to take you to Ruth Chris. Bro, I mm-hmm. ain't on Friday. I'm mm-hmm. going to take you out Friday so you can get the steak and lobster. Nigga, I cook shrimp and lobster and, and has shrimps on top of my veggies on Wednesday in the middle of the week for lunch. You understand? So you're not going to come with expensive shit like that. And I think okay. uh, I hear a lot of guys saying that because we're not we are not impressed or appreciative of those things. That's why they tend to find the bottom bitch that. No, you you wonder. You know what the problem with this is? It's mm-hmm. how it's how, is a, how a motherfucker is raised. Okay, I, I'm gonna give you totally two different perspectives, but it's gonna correlate with what you're talking about. All right. The girl grew up, mama single. Handling her business, that's what she grew up seeing. Mama handling business, not needing a nigga for shit. Depending on how mama and daddy broke up, how mama uh, uh, describes father to daughter, uh, dictates how she view men in the future. I always say this. Childhood traumas create adult problems. Right. I'm going to let that sit there for a while. For y'all, think about what I just said. Childhood traumas create adult problems. Mm-hmm. Now, your perspective of men has totally been uh, tarnished. Yes. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. Been tarnished. Okay. On the total different aspect of that whole situation, it's the guy that's growing up on the other side of town where his mom does everything. Mm-hmm. She cooks for him. She cleans for him. She washes for him. She his baby. Mm-hmm. She he she gonna make sure her son is taken care of. That's her baby. Now these two motherfuckers get into a relationship together. She it's has a total huh? <laughs> it's gonna be fucked up. It is because she has a total different view on how a man should be treated, and he has mm-hmm. a total view of how a man should be treated as well. So now mm-hmm. either you either both of y'all gonna get together and break down that wall and discuss. 
on how y'all going to build. See, that's why I say people got to stop trying to build their relationships off what they see other people do. Everybody's mm-hmm. relationship is different. I might tolerate some shit that you might not tolerate in your relationship. Or you might be down with some shit in your relationship. You're like, nah, I ain't fuck with that if I can't do that. But mm-hmm. I said all that to say this. Just because you was brought up a certain way don't mean that's how you have to live the rest of your life. And if it's somebody that you really yeah. love and you know that got your back, then I feel like compromise. See, a lot of people don't put compromise into this. When, when you ask people what you need in a relationship to make it work, they're going to throw out the three basics, which is communication. Right. Sex. Honesty. Right. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. yeah, that's the shit they're going to throw. See, but they're never going to throw out compromise. Because compromise right. means that you have to look at yourself and sit back a little bit and make sure that, you know, you're giving your significant other what they need in their mm-hmm. relationship to make them grow. Because something that Will Smith said, and I agree with, I can't make you happy. I can only add to your happiness. You can only, right. you got to be happy within yourself. So with right. saying all that, these two motherfuckers get into a relationship. Now it's the bumping of the heads. Because when you tell her, well, I need my woman to, you know, my woman need to, I'm gonna tell you this, women. Hold on. She need to I, fix I, my I'm, plate. <laughs> I'm gonna get back to this story, but I'm gonna tell you this, women, and it's the God of the truth. A man always gonna look for a woman that represents either two women in their life with one purpose. Meaning, your mother loved you unconditionally, or if you didn't grow up with your mom, you grew up with your grandma. That woman is the woman that you're looking for in your significant other, because that's the motherfucker that raised you unconditionally. So, women, if you ever want to know how a man gonna treat you. Go to the woman that he puts on that pedestal. See how he treat her, and that'll let you know how he'll treat you. That's free game. Now, you do what you want to do with it, but I'm just telling you from a man's perspective. Thanks. You can sit there and shake your head, but I'm telling you from a man's perspective. I, but we already know that shit. Like, what woman don't know that? that that's that been put out there. The issue is you can still be all of those things, and the nigga still treat you like shit. Like, he's still going to cheat. So you no. can do all of those no. that nigga still gonna a, cheat. So that's a, why I'm a nigga, advocate. A nigga only gonna cheat. No, a nigga not gonna cheat on a girl that he wants to be with. He not. He not. Once a nigga decide that they don't want to play the game he no more. Wants to be with. Yes. All right. I'm gonna take that at because, face value. What you be, be, be because a lot of niggas think being in a relationship is just the shit that the cool shit to be because that's what society say you should do. So a lot of niggas not even much equipped to be in a relationship. But when a nigga decides that he don't want to play the game no more and he decides he wants to put his Raptors, I mean, he want to put his jersey up in the Raptors and retire and settle down with a motherfucker, he will. But it's nothing that you can do, women, until a man comes to that conclusion in his life. I don't give a fuck how good right. you fuck him. I don't got right. good how, how good you, you take care of him. Right. You cook, you clean. Okay. I heard some niggas. I heard a nigga say some shit. Every time your dick get up, your woman supposed to put it down. Facts. Mm-hmm. But until the next motherfucker, listen, Hollywood said this in the last poly, in the last podcast. You're not only you're not gonna be faithful until you get you don't see other women like that anymore. Another woman could be attractive to you, but like, oh yeah, she nice looking, but she's not my girl. Until you get Correct. to that point, Correct. you're gonna keep doing the dumb shit that you're doing. A la offset. Correct. Last podcast. Go listen to it. So all I'm saying is this. Now these two motherfuckers not got into a relationship with each other. He telling you what he needs. I need my woman to do this and do this. You like, man, fuck that. Who the fuck raised you? Wolves or Because you know women like to say that shit. You raised by animal wolf? Bitch ain't doing no shit like that. The fuck you mean? Make your plate. Because again, your view of man is fucked up. 
But if you love this man, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, let me finish my statement before you cut me off. Go ahead. I know, Go ahead. Cause, cause it's, cause it's a complete statement. Before you get into your hit a nigga bag, and 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 I'm not doing that shit. Right. Compromise with this man, and men understand that your woman is not your slave. She don't work for you. So, nigga, you bring something to the table besides, besides financial gain. Okay, babe, if you do this for me, I know this is what you need, so I'm going to bring... This the compromise of the relationship before you cut me off, because I, I know you thought I was going to just say, oh, you want the women all do it. No. What I'm saying is, no. <laughs> both of y'all got to understand that y'all was brought up by some hurt women, and they fucked yeah. Y'all was hurt. So, now y'all have to rebuild y'all relationship from the ground level. And that's... Right. The the uh the foundation that you need to have a healthy relationship, bro. But mm-hmm. until both of y'all can sit and come to the conclusion that okay, this is the way I was brought up, but obviously this ain't the way that you was brought up. How can I, as your significant other, help bring happiness to you and vice versa? How you mm-hmm. bring happiness to me? And it's the conversations that you need to have. You can't have this shit. And you sitting up holding all that shit in, then you get mad when he say some shit to you. Bitch, what the fuck you mean make your mother like you? Bitch, what the fuck I'm making your plate for? Ain't your motherfucking slave? And then all right. he's saying is, babe, this is how I was brought up, and this is what I'm used to. But you brought up with your mom, who had a problem with, her, with your dad, so she mm-hmm. told you that your dad wants shit. Fuck all niggas. You don't need a nigga for shit. You a strong black woman. You can do, Or you a strong woman. You can do it on your own. Now you got that mindset in your mind that, nigga, you're not doing none of that shit. But the nigga that God may have sent to you is that nigga. But he was brought up a woman catering to him. Y'all got to meet in the middle. Okay, nigga, I'm not, I'm not cooking every fucking night. Now, you know what I mean? If you get home before me, nigga, you cook. You help me out, too. That's a conversation that y'all need to have. But niggas going to these goddamn relationships, one-sided closed-minded and not looking at this is another human being with feelings and and and, and fucking uh, emotions just like you got so when yeah. you go into a relationship you got to look at it that way and that's all i was gonna say and i'm gonna let you take off because i'm gonna eat my shrimp go ahead <laughs> i mean bro you know okay so uh, okay let's 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 go with with confession time right because i was listening to what you were saying i'm not at at this point in my life, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that monogamy works for me because I'm not willing to compromise. Now that would be a problem if I wanted to be in a monogamous relationship. I could see mm-hmm. how that would because I'm gonna want what I want. You understand what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. I'm going to get an attitude if you don't produce what the fuck I say. So to eliminate that shit, mm-hmm. real talk, to eliminate mm-hmm. that, then I fuck with, with several niggas. You understand? Mm-hmm. Then I don't have to compromise shit. I, I, go, mm-hmm. I come in with you knowing that, listen, we can chill and vibe, you know, and we're going to be good. And it sounds crazy, but as long as you obey the rules, and the rules are real simple. Don't try to cuff me. Don't call me no every motherfucking day. Definitely don't tell me that you love me and all that type of shit, because that's not true. You understand what I'm saying? Like, let's not let's not play each other or whatever. I'm real open and transparent. You're not going to be the only nigga or whatever. 
I think mm-hmm. when a nigga could could agree to those terms, then you know, uh, then we can vibe. You know, mm-hmm. so because I don't like the compromise, then a relationship, a monogamous relationship, doesn't sit well with me because I'm 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 not gonna say that I'm set in my ways, but I am set in my ways. You know, I'm used to doing everything myself. I'm used to, uh, you know, paying all the bills. I'm used to having different sexual experiences. If one doesn't mm-hmm. my needs, then fuck them next. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like I don't, I don't all that with. Okay, fix my plate. I fix my own goddamn food. I cook my own steak. I cook my own lobster. You know. If I mm-hmm. want to go out and have a different experience, then I find somebody that I want to chill and vibe with who like to do the same shit. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, I, I get where, where you coming from and if, if if that's what you can do and, you know, you get somebody that can find that you can find that agrees, you know, to compromise and actually have an open line of communication, then I'm all for that shit. I mm-hmm. just don't think that that works for me. You know, and when, I, when I can be open and upfront, you know, with somebody, you can take it or leave it. I it, mm-hmm. it sounds so rude and crass when I say it like that, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I, I think it needs to be said upfront. No, mm-hmm. you're not gonna be spending time with me every day. Now, granted, you can be, you know, in the top tier of niggas. We can mm-hmm. still invite. Damn, she got tears of niggas. That- I mean, because if, if, you know, it's, it's, it's some niggas that I fuck with that I only want to fuck with. Mm-hmm. You know, if, mm-hmm. if I want to, you know, it's some niggas that I can enjoy your company in addition to sex, too. You know, so uh-huh. that, that puts you in a higher tier that we can go out. I know you ain't going to act, you ain't going to be ignorant. You know, you ain't going to be acting like DMX, you know, barking mm-hmm. at the waitress and shit. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. So it all depends on you can't get everything from just one nigga. That's that's just my belief. And where you talk about okay, well you can't you can't get a ten, I agree with you. And I don't that's where I have a problem with the compromising. Why should I, you know, be with one nigga and be a six when I can get a ten from No, 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 no. When, when, when I was making niggas. No, no, no. When I was making that uh, comparison, I was speaking on the fact of the criteria that you may look, the qualities that you may need in a man. When when I was saying that, not and about you said what that, about I could, that you couldn't get a, a perfect ten. No, you're not gonna get ten. going offer everything. So, but what I'm saying is, why should I? Why should I have to, for lack of better words, dummy down what I want? You should just be with one person. I you you, you get, should I never have to dummy down who you are. Okay, but what I'm saying is, you said you're not gonna get a ten. You're not. I mean, because you're I, not gonna be a ten to nobody neither. Nobody's perfect I, to nobody. But I could get it correct. I could get a ten from several different niggas and be cool with that. You understand? So like, I could talk to one because he's mentally um, stimulating, and then one is okay. Good but that's not a ten from each one of them. One of them have. Each one of those guys I, have one of the one I of said, the qualities. I said a ten from three different niggas. I mean, I I, that, listen, that's cool. For, from three niggas. That's I, listen. I don't like to compromise. That's my thing. I I don't want to be with just one person that he's good to me financially, but his dick's sorry. 
or his dick is good, but he don't have goals. You know, or or his dick is good, his head is good, uh, but he 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 doesn't he's uh, complacent. He's comfortable with where he's at. He doesn't want to move forward, or he's not good with your mama. You know, your kids hate him because he mean to them. But he's arrogant. He's a jackass. Like, okay, I I feel like I can get several different niggas instead of just trying to find one a good. There's nothing wrong with that. You know. It's not wrong with that. If, if if that's your personal belief, then it, it's nothing wrong with that. All I'm going to say is, niggas, y'all got to start realizing that women want to fuck just as bad as we do. Master P got an artist named Mercedes. She got a song named, uh, uh, in the court, she say that, uh, you ain't got to say that you love me in the back of my mind. I want to fuck bad as you do. God damn it right. Niggas, they want to fuck just as bad as we do. So with if that not, being said, if not more. We gonna get up off the podcast, man. We we done reached our uh, plateau. You know, I think it was a dope conversation. There weren't really no jokes in this one. This was real spill right here, buddy. Um, if y'all guys wanna follow up, well, not wanna, you got to, cause we social media's most imperfect, perfect podcast. So social media's best kept secret. We are these nuts, and I am infamous. And I'm Freaky V. And like we said, in the East podcast, we are. make sure that you follow us on all our platforms man make sure you follow us on spotify apple podcast google play google podcast facebook is uh these nuts official and on instagram is these nuts underscore freaky v how to get at you before we get up out of here freaky v on facebook and freaky one v on instagram hey man you gonna invite me to the crib man i ain't coming for no packing party though that's the fuck you are all right, man. We'll talk about that later. We holler at y'all. We out. You're? Yeah. Yeah.